4: The following is a presentation, presentation.
5: of Learfield ING yeah. College.
4: Longhorn Weekly with Shaka Smart is brought to you by Pluckers Wing Bar. If you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. Free baseball tickets for members available at texassports.com slash texasfarmbureau. Winstar World Casino and Resort. It's always a good time. Rico Technology Empowering Texas athletics to work smarter. RICO, imagine change.
5: Now, alongside Coach Shaka Smart, here's the voice of the Longhorns, Craig Way. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Longhorn Weekly. With Longhorns head basketball coach Shaka Smart coming away from Pluckers, the West Campus location here in Austin. My name's Craig Way. Glad to have you with us. As uh, the Longhorns on a roll now, have won three in a row, and there are three games to go in the. Regular season, three big contests that we'll get to, including on Saturday in Lubbock against Texas Tech. But first things first, uh, you know, fans look at things and they say, "Okay, uh, they're on a roll. They're playing well. I'm always curious as to uh, how the team is viewing it through their prism and, and, and what the feeling is like. Because I know there's times when things haven't been going as well from the outside and yet the team still believes in itself and they're confident and they go forward. How are they right now when things are on a roll?
6: Well i'll tell you what nobody likes winning more than than uh, <laughs> players, maybe coaches uh, yeah. but it, it, it's uh, as much as you know people maybe on the outside uh, of a program you know feel strongly about uh, the results of the games. <laughs> we put a ton into it, and the guys put a ton into it, and uh, you know they feel good when the game plan that they follow and the connectivity that they have results in something good because we 've certainly uh, been on the other side of that before where our guys really you know try their tails off and work really hard together, uh, but a couple details uh,
5: come up short and we don't win. So it's nice for those guys to get that winning feeling. To many folks, the most intriguing part about all of this is that this win streak is happening when you've been shorthanded. You've had uh, different guys going in and out of the lineup and, and some for longer stretches than other. You were down to eight scholarship athletes the other night in the win over West Virginia. So it, it begs the question, how is that happening? And how, how does all that come together when you are shorthanded? Well, the mentality is to do everything we can to win
6: anyway. Uh, it's something I got from my wife, Maya, uh, many years ago. And she was talking about when the refs make bad calls. <laughs> but, you know, no matter what type of adversity hits you, you could kind of look at it two different ways. You can make an excuse or feel sorry for yourself. Uh, or you can say, no, we're going we're gonna to find a way to win anyway. And uh, as long as we can have five guys out there on the floor uh, and, and those guys can stay together and, and really lose themselves in the fight, uh, then that gives us a chance to go out there and play well.
5: So all those years as a basketball player, an assistant coach, a head coach, and it took Maya to uh, tell you that to, uh, to get you <laughs> up to speed on that philosophy?
6: Well, you know, uh, sometimes we need those reminders. And, <laughs> uh, but it, it certainly is a choice. You know, I, We tell our guys all the time. In fact, when we got back uh, from the Iowa State uh, game a couple weekends ago, Uh, You know, I usually go back to the back of the bus and kind of give the guys a message before everybody kind of disperses. And I went back and I I just said, you know, in addition to, hey, take care of yourselves, take care of your bodies. I said, I've only got one thing to say to you guys, and that's that we choose our response. Uh, That's a big word in our program, the ability to focus on the next most important thing. And I think uh, the next, you know, game coming up against TCU, Matt was out. Uh, We had some other guys out. Uh, they did a really good job choosing the response, and then we've tried to build on that of late.
5: Uh, by the way, Maya, so you've noticed officials miss calls sometimes. So that's that's good that a coach's <laughs> wife can notice those things on occasion.
6: Well, I'll tell you what, you'll probably bring this up anyway. but uh-huh. uh, So I got the technical you know, file the other other day. And, of course, you know, you know, coaches are under certain restrictions about what they can and can't say. Sure. Um, but it, it's, it's really interesting when you watch these games back on the tape because you have the – benefit of you know being able to rewind and press pause and I tell you it's really, really challenging I would imagine to officiate uh Big Twelve games, particularly games uh involving West Virginia because it is just it's a flat out fist fight out there and there's a lot of foul you can't call every foul. It's
5: impossible. Um uh, there wouldn't really be much of a game if you did. Yeah, and, and I asked, I did ask you on the post game if you remember the last time you got a technical, yep. and you said at West Virginia, right? Yeah, and that Very one actually uh,
6: was a misunderstanding. The official ended up, uh, and this shows you that officials are people too. The, <laughs> the official ended up the next year in the preseason. Uh, he he had something going on in Austin, so he ended up coming over on his own uh, and seeking me out. Uh, it wasn't a, a game or anything, and he said I you know apologize for that when I got that one wrong cuz what happened in that case was I was uh trying to fire up our guys and waving my arms and all that. that and and they kind of felt like I was doing that about a call um, in this case uh the other day uh my gesture was about the call and that's why I got the technical <laughs> okay. foul but I you know our guys deserve a lot of credit they came over and they got together and uh, you know, they, they just said, hey, we've got to do the next thing and, and uh, we're going to stay together and we're going to win this game.
5: There, there's a um, long-standing belief among many who follow college basketball or who are involved with college basketball that sometimes coaches try to get technicals or if they do get one, that the team automatically responds to that. And, and I know there's no one hundred percent answer on that. I know you don't try to get technicals because if you did there'd probably be more than just the couple that no, we talked about.
6: No, you know, it's it's interesting. You know, sometimes in the past I've uh, I've asked our coordinator officials or I've asked officials themselves, hey, do I need to act like that guy, you know, on the other end? You know, I'm not talking about any particular oppo- get a call opposing, to opposing coach. Right but in. as we know, you know, some coaches approach things differently than others. I I, I can think of one coach who's one of the all-time greatest to ever do it, uh, that uh, does a really good job taking advantage of the fact that he's one of the all-time greatest to ever do it. Not in our league. Uh, the coaches in a different league, but he really puts the, position, the officials in an interesting spot because he is who he is. Uh, but I've always tried to demonstrate for our guys the focus needs to be on what we can control. Uh, obviously, there's certain conversation that needs to occur with the officials. We try to do that, uh, but... Did not try to get it the other day. I, I think it did help our guys, uh, you know, refocus on what we need to do. Help me refocus because, you know, anytime you get one, uh, you certainly don't want to get another one. Otherwise, you can't stick around.
5: Well, that's true, too. All right. I, I want to go back to something you, you said prior to that one when I brought up the technical thing. The, uh, what you said to the team in the back of the bus after the Iowa State loss. Because no matter what happens the rest of this season, especially if things uh, continue on their upward trend, Folks are going to point to that Iowa State game and say, here's a team that lost by 29 points. Uh, their best post player is out. Their point guard is out at that time. Uh, they, they were at an incredibly low ebb, and somehow they were able to, to muster it together and fight through it. So you mentioned what you said to them in the back of the bus. What was it like in the, in the run-up, first of all, to the TCU game and the carryover in the two games since the win at Kansas State uh, last Saturday and then, of course, uh, the win on Monday night against West Virginia?
6: Well, our guys, you know, at the end of the day, as coaches, we're constantly trying to teach lessons. We're we're constantly trying to instill uh, the philosophy and the mindset that's going to help our guys be successful. Uh, Obviously, sometimes those things uh, are are really become ingrained in guys. Uh, At other times, maybe they fall on deaf ears for a variety of reasons. Uh, But I, I think our guys deserve all the credit for Saying, hey, you know, we got to be better. We have a new normal uh, with some of the guys out. Um, Yeah, as I mentioned to you a couple times, Matt, uh, in particular, uh, is such a focal point on our team. Uh, And fortunately, he never missed a game until that TCU game. Uh, But when he would go out in practice, had a couple injuries in practice where he missed a couple days, or even if it was. Half of a, a of a day or part of a scrimmage uh, I, earlier this year, our team would really have a tough, tough time. Uh, I don't want to say fall apart, but whatever's just short of that, uh, <laughs> they would struggle. And, and in the Iowa State game, when he got hurt, he tried to keep playing, but uh, eventually it was clear that he couldn't. Uh, you know, we were struggling before that, but then we it, it really snowballed on us. But I give our guys a lot of credit particularly Courtney Ramey and Andrew Jones, because obviously they were playing uh, that position and are playing that position uh, for just stepping forward and saying, Hey, we can still be uh, an effective team and uh, we want Matt to be out here, but if he's not out here or if he is out here and he's not quite hundred percent, we're going to step forward and do what we need to do for our team.
5: Here's why I bring this up. Uh, after the loss to Iowa state, it was a 29 point loss and, and the thing just got really out of hand in the second half. Uh, in, in, in people and opinions and all that other kind of stuff, stuff that came down uh, both in broadcast and print was that, uh, you know, Shaka's team quote-unquote quit on him. They have quit. They've it. Clearly, that was never the case. They haven't done that. I, I looked at that game in the second half as being kind of a shell shock for your guys because... Yes. Matt wasn't able to go in the second half. What else can happen? Iowa State's hitting shots. And then things mushroom, snowball, whatever you want to call it, and got out of hand. It's what happened afterwards, I think, that has proven that this group of guys, no matter the struggles, haven't yeah. quit.
6: No, you know, guys, they, first of all, they've been really, really good with their approach and practice uh, throughout. Uh, they've uh, done a great job with, you know, when we were in a film session and we say, hey, we've got to do this better, we've got to do that better. So that's always a sign that guys are engaged and, and guys want to do well. Now, there's a big difference between uh, just being engaged in practice and then being able to do it on a consistent basis in the game. If you look at some of the very same guys that flat out won the West Virginia game for us, mm-hmm. um, some of those guys struggled a few games before against Iowa State. So the question is, is why. Uh, I think, you know, it takes some time when you lose a focal point like Jericho, Uh, it might not be right away that a Royce or a Will is able to step forward, but they have shown of late uh, that they have it in them, which we knew they did. Uh, You know, it would be another big test for them on Saturday against Texas Tech, so this thing continues going, uh, but I I never felt at any point that that our guys had, had given up in any way. Sometimes, as you know, when you go on the road, you run into a team that's playing really, really well, and they're super motivated. It can snowball on you, but Uh, I think our guys, again, the way they responded uh, was huge. Uh, To be able to, you know, really play with a level of toughness and fight and staying it together uh, has given us a chance to win the last few games.
5: All right. Uh, We've got more to get to, obviously, uh, talking about the Longhorns' three-game winning streak and getting ready for the trip to Lubbock to take on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. We also have a very special guest coming up. We'll introduce you to him and uh, tell you all about uh, not only what he's doing, but his connection with the Texas Longhorns as well. you got Longhorn Weekly from here, Pluckers, the West Campus location, here in Austin, seen by those of you watching on the Longhorn Network and heard all across the state of Texas on the Longhorn Radio Network from Learfield IMG College.
2: Welcome to the Orphan Diaries. Here's the founder of Food for Orphans, Gary Van Dyke.
5: Ken doesn't know how old he is. He guesses at around seven. His whole life has been centered on finding food. You see, he lives at the dump and he's never been anywhere else. You can find Ken walking in a decaying landfill of rotting garbage, plastic bags, and shards of broken glass. Too many Ken and children like him are invisible. But they're not, are they?
7: For more information, visit www.foodfororphans.org.
5: We welcome you back to Longhorn Weekly with head coach Taka Smart coming away from Pluckers, the West Campus location here in Austin. We have a special guest coming up uh, a little bit uh, in the uh, next segment of the program. I I did want to get to one, but we always hit questions for the coach. Uh, and I did want to get to one. It's from our uh, favorite fan, uh, Jean, who is here, and and it goes back to the the, the conversation we had about technical fouls. She said, uh, "You are human, so we we know that." And then she said, "How do you explain?" And she's got in quotation marks, "Oops, technicals to the team." How do how do how do you? How do you And when you you do it in the timeout, right after it happens, there. I mean, it was a timeout afterwards. When, what's that dynamic like to visit with them about that sort of thing?
6: Well, we didn't really talk much about it. The guys did a really good job of just coming together and focusing on what we need to do next. You know, we put so much emphasis all off season and all season long on responding and and doing the next thing uh, that our guys, you know, just went right to that. Uh, That's it's a great question because. Uh, You know, we as a team didn't really talk about it much even after the game. Uh, I think those guys understand that, you know, as a head coach, I have a job to do in terms of interacting with the officials. Uh, And sometimes players appreciate when you have their back as well. So, um, you know, we're all going to fight for each other and we're going to do that
5: no matter what. You do understand this fascination with the technical comes because it's so rare when you get one. So everybody wants to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. What did he say? How did he say it? Yeah. Uh, the specific officials. Because let me also say this, and we said this on the broadcast, and, and I'm not necessarily going into naming certain the official that was involved with this particular one, but there are officials. You correct me if you think I'm wrong. There are officials in this league, some of whom are a little more, um, Let's let's just say, they, uh, they're, they're a little uh, more, uh, shall we say, they... Aggressive? Uh, yeah, yeah. Or, or, or I was going to say some of them are, are, are a little more, you might say, uh, uh, reluctant to do it technical as some others are. Some right. are a little more given over to it. Uh, yeah. I don't want to necessarily say a shorter fuse, well, but, 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 but some, I guess, deal with it a little bit better or look at it differently maybe.
6: Well, Gene uh, made the comment about being human. Yeah, Uh, believe it or not, officials are too. They are. (laughs) Uh, So you know, they like the rest of us are subject to emotions. Uh, Again, as I mentioned, games like Monday nights are very, very tough Mm -hmm. to officiate, Um, and so they take a lot of pride in their job. They want to get the calls right, and you know, I would imagine. I've never been an official, but I would imagine, you know, when someone is questioning what you're doing, uh, there's a human element to that as well. But uh, you know, the the, the guys we have in our league, we have a really good, you know, group of officials. They, they, they work their butt off. We're, you know, we're fortunate to have, uh, you know, typically on most league games, guys that we know really well that we've, we've had many times. Uh, and, you know, again, they take a level of pride. Our job 98% of the time is to let them do their job and focus on the things that we can control.
5: Uh, it, going back over your career, have you ever had a situation – Whereas an assistant coach uh, or or as a head coach or even really going back to your playing days where, uh, where something that just really stands out about a coach who got a technical, maybe deserved it, maybe didn't deserve it. Maybe it was designed, maybe it wasn't designed. I mean, th- th- there's a science behind yeah. how you either avoid or how you deal with a technical foul as a coach, isn't there?
6: Yeah, there is, but at the same time, Craig. I mean, uh, it still comes down to you know which team plays better on uh, on which which night. I know that in the NBA, talking to a couple friends of mine, that coach at that level, it's a little bit different in that uh, if you don't get them from time to time up there uh, in support of your guys, uh, you really can you know lose some of the trust of uh, of players because they don't necessarily feel like you have their back as much. Right. So. There's definitely a dynamic up there much more often where, uh, you know, the coach goes out of his way to to go after the official just in support of his players, particularly the star players. Um, you know, for us, since I've been a head coach, I I don't know how many technicals I've gotten, but I do know that most of the time I've gotten them, we've won the game. So, um, you know, maybe I, a
5: trend, a <laughs> pattern developing. Maybe here. I
6: need to get them more often. But, again, uh, you know, my approach is to – set the right example for our guys in terms of the way that we need to approach the game.
5: All right, uh, Coming up, we've got a special guest joining us here on the program from Pluckers, the West Campus location here in Austin. Stay with us. Longhorn Weekly will continue in a moment.
7: Pluckers is a proud sponsor of Longhorn Basketball. Now that basketball season is here, it's time for Longhorn Weekly with Shaka Smart at Pluckers. During basketball season, every Thursday starting at noon, head to Pluckers on Rio Grande by the UT campus and watch the show as it's being taped. Each week, Coach Smart will break down last week's game and talk about the upcoming opponents. Not only will you be able to enjoy Austin's favorite chicken wings, but you'll also have the opportunity to ask Coach Smart questions. At Pluckers, if you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. When you're getting ready to cheer on the Longhorns,
1: bring more flavor to the game with Cheez-It and Pringles. And now, Cheez-It and Pringles give you the chance to win the biggest prize of the season, a trip to Atlanta to hoop it up with the stars at the Celebrity Crunch Classic. Visit CelebrityCrunchClassic.com for entry details and official rules. No purchase necessary. It's 3 8 Void were prohibited. Stock up on Cheez-It and Pringles. Enter for your chance to win. And hook' them Horns.
2: Steely Dan, live in concert. Are you
0: real and in the heat?
2: Sweet Tour 2020.
0: Stowing away the time. Ain't hey, nothing deep.
2: Windstar Global Event Center, Friday, May 29th. Day
0: long,
5: day long, keep shining me.
2: Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. Check more at SteelyDanOfficial.com. The Longhorns know the game of basketball is about strength, speed, and efficiency. So to be able to make the right moves on the court, Texas Athletics uses Rico off the court. Rico's experience in cutting-edge technology empowers the real-time exchange of information and the collaboration to work whenever, wherever, and however, enabling the Longhorns to work smarter. Rico is a proud sponsor and workplace technology provider of University of Texas Athletics. Rico, imagine change.
5: Here's Courtney rainy for Texas. Into the front court. rainy looking, driving, left his feet, dumps it in the corner. Jones for three. Got it. Break Andrew knocks it down, ties his career high with 21. Texas by eight, 49-41. We welcome you back to Longhorn Weekly with Ed Coach Shaka Smart. Our our special guest here might have been able to shoot the ball as well as Andrew Jones did, but Andrew's on a roll of late. We already met that big three that pushed the Texas lead Uh, back out. I want to let you uh, introduce our very special guest, Shaka. Absolutely.
6: Well, we're excited to have Jimmy here, Jimmy Blacklock, who uh, is a Texas legend, Uh, was a phenomenal player here, first African-American player uh, ever to start for the Longhorns, first African-American letter winner, Uh, just did some terrific things during his time here, and then after leaving UT, uh, joined the Harlem Globetrotters and uh, has had just a wonderful career with the Globetrotters, first as a player for many, many years. Uh, You know, Jimmy can talk about all the countries that he's been to and all the people that he's impacted and then as a coach as well. So uh, Jimmy's actually being honored uh, by the Globetrotters tomorrow and uh, we're excited about introducing him to the guy. He's already met most of our guys, but introducing him uh, to the whole team. Uh, today at practice, and great to have you on the
3: show, Jim. Thank you, Chuck. And, and nice to be here. Great Appreciate to have it.
5: you. And by the way, the Harlem Globetrotters uh, appearing at the Frank Irwin Center, and uh, we're looking forward to that uh, tonight and tomorrow night. So, uh, uh, Jimmy, how, how does it seem like it was so long ago and far away that you were suiting up as a Texas Longhorn?
3: Only when I entered the city limits today. Everything looked forward. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 my, my, my focus was to actually to see the a tower, and I couldn't see it. And north, South, east, West coming in, so I know it 's there, but that was my uh, compass <laughs> <laughs> we 've got to get you over to uh, we have to
5: get you over to uh, campus there before you do it uh, for folks who didn 't know, Jimmy was a star at Houston Gates, one of the hallmark programs in Texas high school basketball, was a point guard at Tyler Junior College, <clears throat> and then played for Coach black for Coach leon black absolutely and as Shaka mentioned in the 1970, <clears throat> 71 season, Jimmy became the first African American starter. And eventually the first african-american basketball letterman for the longhorns led the team and scoring was voted the team's most valuable player and uh, uh, th- th- this this gets into something i've got to get you to jump into because when i read this for the first time I was like what and coach black uh, Who's great to visit with uh, said that he always believed that coaches protest the league officials cost jimmy what could have been a banner season of 71 72 Longhorns went to the Sweet 16 that year, by the way, but in the midst of one of the best seasons in uh, Texas history before injuries really hampered the, the, the season, cut him short in the regional, Jimmy gave up his starting point guard spot. The opposing coaches argued that Jimmy's quick first step was illegal and should be called traveling. Is that
3: true? I mean, how did, how did that... How did all of that unfold? You had to bring that up. <laughs> I'm just reading what's on the card. It was, it was amazing. The story I got after the fact, after I left school, um, was um, there was a meeting of conferences with coaches and officials. They requested uh, film uh, from the school, and they wanted to review and view uh, my first step and my crossover and the committee got together and decided that that was traveling, and the crossover was carrying. And they said that I would take the ball and pick it up and put it in the other hand and drop it on the floor, which is really tough to see. I mean, how can you see that? I mean, it, that's obvious; you can see it. But obviously, they wanted to view it, so uh, they were calling traveling and carrying the, the the whole season basically. We were struggling, and actually, we wound up winning the Southwest Conference, but. I had to. I just said, "Well, I'm not going to cost the team uh, championship. So, a few games, I bowed out and allowed uh, Harry Larry to take over that position. So,
5: and and then the team, like I said, went on uh, and and made it to the Sweet Sixteen. We we bring it up right. being in Ames, Iowa. Hilton Coliseum was brand new back then when you guys Absolutely. played in the Sweet Sixteen. Absolutely, back in '72. in yeah. uh, despite that, uh, I get the feeling that you.
3: you you really enjoyed playing for
5: Coach Black, and enjoyed your time at Texas.
3: Strong man, I I, I think I came here on his shoulders. Uh, he had it was a lot of adversity about me coming in, and um, out of all colleges players, all college college players in the nation, he chose me. I don't know why. I wanted to ask him that question when I see him tomorrow night. Uh, something always lingered with me, but uh, I'm glad he chose me, and I'm glad it happened the way it did. Chaka,
5: when when you think back to the, because I know. you you use a lot of things as teaching points for your guys, what, what, and they're going to get a chance to, to meet him. But what, what do you think are the, the, the teaching elements and the things that come away from Jimmy's experience at UT?
6: Well, number one, gratitude, uh, just you know, hearing it in his voice. Uh, our guys having a level of appreciation for the people that came uh, before them. Uh, starting with Jimmy, uh, just to go through, you know, the experience like what the one you guys just talked about with the traveling and the carrying. By the way, the crossovers that guys use nowadays—that's yeah. uh, a carry. <laughs> but uh, you know, just to go through that and, and have to deal with some of the challenge uh, that challenges that went along with that time period when basketball was not yet fully uh, integrated as a sport. Uh, you know, just. It says a lot about his character, uh, so i 'm excited you know for our guys to to learn you know more about him and uh, also the fact that he just takes so much
5: pride in u t even uh, all these years later uh, jimmy i want to I want to get into your time with the Globetrotters a little bit. I want, I want to leave us enough time on in a full segment. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, and, Shock. I'd like you to stick around as well so, because this is uh, – it'll bring about some interesting discussion here as we visit with Jimmy Blacklock, Lifetime Longhorn, and, of course – former player and coach now of the uh, Arlong Globetrotters. We'll continue with Longhorn Weekly from Pluckers, the West Campus location here in Austin, here on the Longhorn Network and the Longhorn Radio Network from Learfield IMG College.
7: In the wake of a disaster, what one thing can you send that will help people the most? A blanket, a tent, a sandbag, a doctor. Actually, if you send a monetary donation, you send all these things. Even a small donation can make a big impact and can quickly become exactly what people affected by disaster need most. In the wake of a hurricane, your monetary donation can make a huge difference to those in need. To donate, visit supporthurricanerelief.org. That's supporthurricanerelief.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance. Say hi, guys. (coughs) When I adopted them, I discovered that they both have incredible personalities chance's sole purpose in life is to love and to be loved frankie is a little bit of a scoundrel and always entertaining they're a little bit of a lot of things but they're all pure love adopt pure love at the shelter brought to you by the ad council the humane society of the united states and maddie's fund first i hold my hands out like they're on a steering wheel then i look over my shoulder one okay cool guy two Three times. Next. Oh, I put it in reverse. Meep, meep, meep. Then I take it up and down. Up, up, and down. And that, kiddos, is called the forklift. Dance like a dad. It's a great way to make a moment with your kids. Now that's dancing. Sure beats flossing. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. People join Walk MS to raise awareness and funds that change the world for everyone affected by multiple sclerosis. Walk MS brings communities together, creating teams with friends, loved ones, and co-workers to rally around those we care about and end MS forever. Together, we can change the world for people with MS. Register today at walkms.org.
5: right, now, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is Texas Longhorn basketball from Learfield IMG College.
4: This is a presentation of Learfield IMG
5: College. We welcome you back to Longhorn Weekly with head coach Shaka Smart, our special guest during this portion of the program. Lifetime Longhorn and uh, the current coach of the Harlem Globetrotters who played uh, with the Globetrotters as well, Jimmy Blacklock. In 1974, uh, Jimmy joined the Globetrotters. You talk about beginning a a lifetime relationship with, as everybody knows, the Goodwill Ambassadors of the game. Uh, He played in over 2,500 games in 62 countries with the team through the 1987 season and was a player coach in 1997, and then Jimmy returned to the team in 2011, currently in his fifth season as a full-time coach with the Globetrotters. So, so many memories, so many places. What really is going to stand out to you about your time as a player with the Globetrotters?
3: Well, so many memories, uh, so many places. I've, to date, I've been to about a hundred nine, hundred fifty, hundred and I'm sorry, hundred and seven countries. So, uh, there are a lot of memories in, between, and out of the, uh, this little circle of mine, but uh, it's been, it's been a, uh, just a, a complete blessing, a journey. And, uh, you know, they always talk about the journey. It's not you, you don't get there quick. You just got to take your time. So uh, the Globetrotters have been in existence for 94. This would be the 95th year. That's a long time. It is one of the longest living sports attractions in the world. And we put out phenomenal athletes. I mean, the athletes, players, you know, you just don't know, haven't heard about. But uh, it's been going on for that length of time. It's still going on, and it will continue because it's a, it's a fan and a family atmosphere. It's, a, it's, a, it's an entertainment that nobody else is putting on, not even the NBA. Matter of fact, the reason the NBA exists is because of the Globetrotters, the NBA used to be the 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 team that would come out and perform before the Globetrotters. Wow. No, a lot of people don't know that. So the Globe Trotters is uh, 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 leading in the sports industry as far as entertainment.
5: Have you found that? And, and for folks that know Abe Saperstein founded the Globe Trotters back in 1927, and and, uh, and like you said, it, it performed all over the the world. Actually, played the, what the World Champion Minneapolis Lakers, and That's right. and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and when they had George Mike in there, and then and then went on and established and it had already established their own international brand. Have you have you found that the excitement uh, that 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 kids have today is universal? It's been like that, or, or fans who go to the games
3: just as it was even when you were playing back in the 70s? Even then and better. Uh, international, we are all over the place. We have an Asian uh, player now uh, from China who is a phenomenal player. And he, he's gotten all of what he's learned from the globe Globetrotters. Everything that he's learned, he's gotten from videos. He's been watching videos for years, young and old players. And he's, 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 he's really good. So the basketball is global. It's really global. And we're bigger, just as bigger over, overseas and as we all here in the United States. So the NBA, have got to give them credit. They took a little bit of what we've done over the years, and they, they've gone to Europe now and, 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 and overseas, and they've, they begin, they've become this global thing now, phenomenon. And, but we can go in, and they can go in at the same time, the same month, and we will draw better. Wow. So it is really, uh, this company has really grown in years. Uh, it's been um, just, it, it's hard to put in words how great this organization is.
5: Yeah, and uh, Shaka, I would, I would imagine that all of your guys are well acquainted even in this day and time with the, the history and tradition and everything that the Globetrotters have done.
6: Well, I remember when I was a kid, uh, I got a chance to see the Globetrotters. So this would have been, you know, the 1980s. Uh, And, wow, I mean, just an introduction to some of the things that you didn't think were possible to do with the basketball. And uh, I think probably the the thing that's most exciting, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, uh, Jimmy, that the Globetrotters exemplify uh, maybe better than any other team that plays the game, uh, is just the joy for the game of basketball. And and what it can do, not only the joy for the person playing, uh, but the joy for the people watching. And when you really boil it down, that's what sports are supposed to be about. Uh, a lot of times there's a lot of other factors that get that get rolled into it. But, uh, man, you guys do a phenomenal job of Thank that. Thank you. Uh,
5: Thank you, John. Yeah, w- you. Jimmy, would you say that also, because when folks look at at um, the Globetrotters, they look at them as being uh, not only the ambassadors of goodwill with all that sort of thing, but also the entertainment element. But I've always thought that the Globetrotters – provide the entertainment through basketball and that's and that was a big part of it what you guys do with a basketball how you do and and toward that end when you first joined the globetrotters in 1974 how different did your game have to become to be a globetrotter at 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 the heyday of curly neal and metal arc lemon and those guys back then
3: i didn't have a game (laughs) <laughs> to be honest with you. I, I mean, I had a basketball game. I didn't have that type of game. Matter of fact, I they like
5: that crossover move and yeah. said, "Yeah, we well, go. You can do that, right?" <laughs> I,
3: I I canceled them out for years. They chased me for about a year, and uh, at the time, I was I was in camp with the uh, Washington Bullets at the time. They chased me to Washington. They wanted me to be a part of this, and I had to explain to them, "I'm not that kind of a player. I'm just a basketball player." Yeah. So you know, we see something in you that's 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 a diamond, and we just want to shine it up. And I of course, I you know I'm, I knew they were selling me cookies you know and um i had a situation at home my mother passed away and i have some young had some younger brothers uh younger than me and um they had they needed the care at the time and and at one point i was negotiating with the team on a contract but globe kept pursuing me and they said hey we'll make you a better deal and they did and i never looked back
5: what was the biggest change in your game that had to take place once you
3: I had Sign to learn globe trotter style basketball. That's the tricks, the spinning, and all the um, natural element that goes with it. Personality. I mean, you got to have that. You got to have some sort of uh, acting skills, yes. which all brothers got acting skills. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, didn't looked, be able to learn to throw there, the bucket of the computer There you right? go. We had, <laughs> it, it, it's it, it's it's a school of basketball, but it's a school of learning how to uh, present yourself. And they do a great, we have a great presentation. So during that time, it was a struggle for me in my first two or three years. Yeah. And it was a process. It's the same. We're giving everybody, give you five years. I had a five year I had a five-year contract, give you five years. And this is where you should be in five years. Well, I was so afraid that I was there in two years. You know, I, I wanted to make sure I had everything down. And as yeah. time went on, I, I progressed to be and to become um, a player that they would love. They loved having on the team and as a team member. And has got me to this point. Wow.
6: Well, you know, Craig, I just wanted to say, you know, on the air uh, with Jimmy here, just how much we appreciate you, and uh, just on behalf of the basketball program and all the people that support the program, uh, we tell our guys all the time that they stand on the shoulders of those that came uh, before them. But you know, the exciting thing is with what you did at UT, and then what you did after UT. Uh, there's a whole lot of people that stand on your shoulders, and uh, we're, we're, we're really proud of you, and we're grateful for you, and, uh, you know, just great to have you here right Appreciate now. It.
5: Before sure. Before we let you go, I, it, this is a question, uh, and I think it's uh, pretty pertinent for, for both of you uh, to address here, and, and it is for both of you. This question reads, as the first African-American head coach for Texas men's basketball, and for Jimmy is the first African-American uh, basketball player for Texas basketball, What can both of you look back on and reflect on how short or how far Texas and the NCAA has come in what they're doing for the advancement of African-American student-athletes and coaches?
3: Wow, great question. Whoever wrote that question, I'm sure she's gone now. (laughs) Oops, my bad. Um, There was a young... Uh, student after I, we won the Southwest Conference. So I was heading back to my dorm and I, someone was calling me, in the behind, was chasing me and calling my name as I approached the dorm and this person ran by me and he said, he's, I didn't know what he was going to do. I thought he was going to fight or something. I don't know. He was, he was, he was just yeah, this look on his face. Yeah, He says, listen, I just want to tell you one thing. I, says, you, I, I, you, I appreciate everything you've done for the school. I Thank you so much for coming. And You don't know what what impact you make on this school, and you made on this school. And I didn't, I didn't really comprehend that. It didn't really register. I was just trying to get to the, to my dorm and, and relax because after the game, everybody was just having a great time. But um, after a years by bypass, by uh, we started getting a lot of black athletes at the University of Texas: Ford, Duran, and I can name more, more, more. I can uh, Johnny Moore and mm-hmm. more others than I can name. But Uh, And I I was so impressed with the fact that that everybody thought where I'm from that I might have started this kind of whirlwind of black players coming into the University of Texas. Didn't think nothing about it. Only when they hired you, I might have jumped 50 feet in the air. I mean, I was so excited to see them. Advanced, she has advanced that far, and that it hasn't been a long time. It's been a really short time. You Just kind of look at it. It hasn't been a long time, but the NCAA has done a great job. I think college coaches now are are, are numbering now in, in color, and which is good, I think, because if we're going to bring in every player and all players, every coach and all coaches should be involved. You know, it doesn't matter who you are and what you are. It's just what you bring to the table. That should be the only criteria. And if you're just good in black and good in white or good in Spanish, good in whatever, you should be able to coach a team. If you can take a female and allow her to coach a male's team and and a male's team and a male's coach, the female's coach, it should be equal, you know, across the board, which it's not, but it should be equal.
5: And I know you've, you've been asked about your role, your place in all of this in the time you've been at Texas.
6: Well, I think the biggest thing is, uh, as we always say, the most important people are the student-athletes. And just listening to Jimmy's uh, story when he was a young guy uh, coming here, uh, I think of our guys. And the most important part of your role as a coach, regardless of what race you are, Mm -hmm. is to be a mentor and to help these guys become something that they maybe wouldn't have been able to become on their own. And that's what Jimmy's done uh, with the guys that he's coached. Uh, that's what Coach Black did. You know, And we're so fortunate to still have him sometime come to games and, and stop by practice. Uh, so I'm grateful uh, for, for that opportunity. And sometimes I think maybe because we're so focused on what's right in front of us, we lose sight of who's really watching, you know, and who's paying attention. And, you know, kind of to Jimmy's point about the anecdote after after the game, uh, sometimes it surprises you, you know, just who is paying attention right. and who's looking at what you're doing. So, um, again, just very, very grateful to have the opportunity and uh, super excited about having Jimmy here today.
5: Harlem Globetrotters tomorrow night, tomorrow night at the Irwin Center, and uh, Jimmy will be honored there, and it will good, be good to see uh, Coach Black as well. Jimmy, thanks yeah, for absolutely. coming by. Absolutely. Jimmy you. Blacklock with his lifetime Longhorn and coach of the Harlem Globetrotters. We'll have more coming up on Longhorn Weekly continues in a moment.
1: world tour
7: Friday March 20th Windstar World Casino and
4: Resort
7: Brad Paisley Friday March 20th Windstar World Casino and Resort tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster Pluckers is a proud sponsor of Longhorn Basketball. Now that basketball season is here, it's time for Longhorn Weekly with Shaka Smart at Pluckers. During basketball season, every Thursday starting at noon, head to Pluckers on Rio Grande by the UT campus and watch the show as it's being taped. Each week, Coach Smart will break down last week's game and talk about the upcoming opponents. Not only will you be able to enjoy Austin's favorite chicken wings, but you'll also have the opportunity to ask Coach Smart questions. At Pluckers, if you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. When you're getting ready to cheer on the Longhorns, bring more
1: flavor to the game with Cheez-It and Pringles. And now, Cheez-It and Pringles give you the chance to win the biggest prize of the season, a trip to Atlanta to hoop it up with the stars at the Celebrity Crunch Classic. Visit CelebrityCrunchClassic.com for entry details and official rules. No purchase necessary. It's 3 Void were prohibited. Stock up on Cheez-It and Pringles. Enter for your chance to win. And Hook'Em Horns.
2: The Longhorns know the game of basketball is about strength, speed, and efficiency. So to be able to make the right moves on the court, Texas Athletics uses RICO off the court. RICO's experience in cutting-edge technology empowers the real-time exchange of information and the collaboration to work whenever, wherever, and however, enabling the Longhorns to work smarter. RICO is a proud sponsor and workplace technology provider of University of Texas Athletics. RICO.
5: Imagine. Change. Corner to Brock Cunningham. Cunningham with a couple of dribbles needs a target to Baker. Slam duck! Westlake. The Westlake. Cunningham to Baker for the flush. We welcome you back to Longhorn Weekly with head basketball coach Chaka Smart and our, our thanks again to Jimmy Blacklight. we were talking to him right up to uh, right out of the break. There's always uh, great to visit with a with a legend like Jimmy and uh, and uh, everything that uh, not only that has happened as a result of his time at the University of Texas, but also uh, with what he's done with the Harlem Globetrotters as well. It's, just been, it's, it's very fascinating.
6: Well, you know, Jimmy has uh, you can tell by spending just a little bit of time around him. He has a poise and a personality about him uh, that I, I would guess made him ideally suited to step into uh, being such a pioneer here at Texas and then even afterward. Uh, so Really, like I said, I keep going back to the word, but we're grateful for him. And I'm excited about our guys this afternoon and a chance to spend
5: some time around them. Uh, coming out of that break, uh, the, the, the highlight was, as, as I said it in the highlight, it happened both Saturday against Kansas State and then on Monday night against West Virginia. As I said, Westlake to Westlake, the, the way it worked <laughs> out with uh, the, the, the minutes that you're getting uh, out, of, out of Brock Cunningham as well as out of Will Baker. Part of what's making the difference during this run.
6: Well, for sure. I mean, those guys are both uh, stepping forward. It's exciting uh, on a lot of fronts. Number one, anytime you have local guys, uh, it, it is a real uh, double-edged sword because you know every day they're around many, many more people that they know. You know than you know if you're from, from say, uh, the state of Missouri like Courtney Ramey. Uh, and so, if you are playing well, you know that that can mean one thing. If you're not playing as much or if you're struggling a little bit. Uh, That can be another thing. But I I give uh, Will a ton of credit uh, for the the way that he's uh, continued to work over the course of this season. Um, And I give Brock a a lot of credit for um, the way that when he has come into these games of late, he's really focused on trying to play to his strengths. Uh, You know, we talked about in, in the TCU game the fact that he had the ball in his hands a grand total of 13 seconds. Uh, but he was a huge domino for us in that game. Uh, most importantly, on the defensive end in defending Desmond Bain. So those guys are huge for our team right now. We, you know, we're down uh, a few guys, and and those guys are stepping forward and playing well.
5: One thing that, that I asked Brock about because uh, he joined us on the postgame show the other night had five big rebounds, big block shot as well. Um, was was something you'd mentioned about Brock? You love the aggressive nature of his defensive game. But there is an art and a science and a sliding scale about being aggressive and not getting yourself into foul trouble. And he said, You can do that. And his comment on the post game I thought was pretty interesting. He said, Yeah, uh, coaches have said stuff to me about it because uh, he goes, I foul a lot in practice. And he goes, And you can get away with it more because it's practice. He said, But yep. you, you have to be able. To, to draw the line and know the difference, and it looks like he's picking up on that now.
6: He's come a long way, Craig, in that regard. You know, when, when he first got here, again, we recruited him as the aggressive, tough, uh, you know, gritty guy that he demonstrated, you know, that he is in, in games like TCU and West Virginia. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean as a freshman when you first come in that you're just automatically able to be that. There's a lot of different factors that sometimes can cloud your mind. Uh, so when he first got here, he never thought that when he fouled, it was a foul. Hmm. And, you know, so we had to get him to understand, and first and foremost, in practice, no, man, like you can't do that. You can't take the guy's head off. That not only would, if it was a game, would have been a foul. It would have been a flagrant foul. Yeah. Uh, so he's, he's come a long way just in terms of understanding uh, those sorts of things. He had one very hard foul against West Virginia. Um, which again, like you said, it's a, it's a fine line, you know, you you don't want to go past uh, the point, but you certainly do want to play with a level of toughness. And I thought he did that.
5: If if he plays the entire uh, season from the start of this year, maybe he leads the league in visits by the officials to the monitor just to uh, check the intensity of whether or not they were a little flagrant one, just, just to go and check it out. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's,
6: (laughs) you know, you want toughness and aggressiveness and you know, certainly our team is no different than 99% of the team. We, we, we want more of that, uh, and he's doing a great job
5: bringing that. All right, coming up next, we'll take a look at the opponent for this Saturday in Lubbock, the Texas Tech Red Raiders, when Longhorn Weekly with head coach Chaka Spar continues from here, Pluckers, the West Campus location in Austin, on the Longhorn Network and the Longhorn Radio Network from Learfield IMG College.
2: Three, two, one. Oh, no. Which,
1: Which button, button am I? Ah. Like? Uh,
7: When every second counts, you can't wing it.
1: Guys, a little help up here.
7: In a home fire, you may have less than two minutes to get out. So make a family home fire escape plan. Then practice home fire drills at least twice a year so everyone knows what to do when they hear (whistles) Prepare your family at ready.gov slash fire drill. Brought to you by FEMA, the Ag Council, and Make Safe Happen.
1: Hey you! Yeah! Hi! I'm stormwater mascot Lenny the Lifeguard. Stormwater pollution is all around us. However, there are easy ways that we can help reduce stormwater pollution in our community. Number one, avoid using fertilizers before a rainstorm. Number two, don't blow grass and leaves in the roadways. These items contain extra nutrients that get washed down the storm drain and end up polluting our lakes and streams, creating unwanted algae growth. Please remember to hop to it, protect our water, because clean water is everyone's responsibility.
3: At City of Hope, we don't believe the future can wait for the future. For over a century, we've been advancing science that saves lives. From four of the world's top cancer-fighting drugs to the development of synthetic human insulin, we are maximizing the potential of immunotherapy and making precision medicine
2: a reality. It's not enough to promise future cures for cancer. We must find them sooner. We are the miracle of science with soul. Find out more at cityofhope.org.
5: Back here on Longhorn Weekly from Pluckers, the West Campus location here in Austin with head coach Chaka Smart. If we've learned anything or nothing else about the Big 12 Conference this season, what we've learned is is that the first game between teams quite often doesn't go like the second game goes in, in rematches. And there are a lot of reasons for that. You've talked about that, about how teams understand teams more. They might be playing better at one point or not playing as well in the second. But it wasn't that long ago when you played Texas Tech, I guess three weeks ago it'll be on Saturday uh, what's your impression of the Red Raiders what you've seen in them before and since because there's times they look really really good and then they they struggle like many teams did to shoot the basketball on uh, Tuesday night in Norman or in Oklahoma City against OU
6: well you know they've got a team that they have a lot of really good weapons uh, Jamias Ramsey is, is their leading scorer and a guy that uh, as we know can really get hot uh, so I think everything on their offensive end Starts with him and, and, and you know their ability to really establish. They do a good job establishing him early in the game. Uh, they've got a lot of different guys that are threats. Uh, they're very perimeter oriented with the way they play. Even their bigs uh, play that way. Chris Clark is extremely unique. Uh, he was tough to handle for us the first time because he's out there handling the ball out in the floor. I believe he leads them in assists still, uh, but then he also can back you down and wheel and deal, uh, Heard us some doing that. So. We're going to have to do a really good job counteracting uh, the things that they do on the offensive end. And then it's really a game for us on our offensive end where we've got to play aggressively, get in the paint, and then share the basketball with each other because they're one of the top defensive teams around.
5: The the, uh, enduring image, unfortunately, some folks will have of that first meeting when you had the, the big lead in the first half and they came back is down the stretch and what T.J. Holyfield was able to do with the block shots there and the winning, the way they collapsed and were able to make the blocks there late in the game.
6: For sure, and, you know, those are plays that, uh, you know, our guards have seen quite a bit because on those plays there was guys that we could find, uh, there was reads we could make. So, uh, you know, anytime you play a team for the second time, it's just about doing those things better. Uh, Obviously going on the road we're going to have to be even more connected uh, than we would be if it's a home game. Uh, You know, it's an early game, so it's really important to get off to a good start and be ready early in the game. But our guys are, you know, excited to to, to work and prepare over these next couple days, and then Saturday will be a great opportunity.
5: You bring up an interesting point about the early game. Some folks may not get the differences. What's the difference between getting your team ready to play at 11 o'clock in the morning for 11 a.m. tip-off as opposed to a 7 p.m. tip-off?
6: Well, just the fact that, uh, again, uh, we're dealing with college-age guys, uh, and uh, you know, certainly in the over the course of their careers in AAU and different games, they've played much earlier than 11 a.m. But the vast majority of our games are typically in the evening, and then if not that, the afternoon. So uh, again, just really important to be primed and ready, and uh,
5: at you know the highest level of energy to get off to a good start. All right, we'll be back to wrap up this week's edition of Longhorn Weekly with head coach Shaka Smart from Pluckers, the West Campus location here in Austin when Longhorn Weekly continues in a moment. The Longhorns
2: know the game of basketball is about strength, speed, and efficiency. So to be able to make the right moves on the court, Texas Athletics uses RICO off the court. RICO's experience in cutting-edge technology empowers the real-time exchange of information and the collaboration to work whenever, wherever, and however, enabling the Longhorns to work smarter. RICO is a proud sponsor and workplace technology provider of University of Texas Athletics.
1: RICO.
7: Imagine. Pluckers is a proud sponsor of Longhorn Basketball. Now that basketball season is here, it's time for Longhorn Weekly with Shaka Smart at Pluckers. During basketball season, every Thursday starting at noon, head to Pluckers on Rio Grande by the UT campus and watch the show as it's being taped. Each week, Coach Smart will break down last week's game and talk about the upcoming opponents. Not only will you be able to enjoy Austin's favorite chicken wings, but you'll also have the opportunity to ask Coach Smart questions. At Pluckers, if you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird.
2: Steely Dan, live in concert.
0: Are you reeling in the
2: Sweet Tour 2020.
0: Stowing away the time. Hey,
2: WindStar Global Event Center, Friday, May 29th.
7: Long. Long. Long.
2: Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com.
7: It
1: Check
2: more at steelydanofficial.com.
1: When you're getting ready to cheer on the Longhorns, bring more flavor to the game with Cheese It and, and Pringles. And now, Cheese It and Pringles give you the chance to win the biggest prize of the season, a trip to Atlanta to hoop it up with the stars at the Celebrity Crunch Classic. Visit celebritycrunchclassic.com for entry details and official rules. No purchase necessary. It's 3 Void were prohibited. Stock up on Cheeson and Pringles. Enter for your chance to win and Hook'em Horns.
5: Texas up seven, 59-52. On 20th ranked West Virginia, Jones off to Ramey. Foul, hit the bucket and won! (laughs) Ramey, great body control. Got hit going up, drains the bucket, and he'll have a free throw to come. The foul will send him to the line is on Haley. Back here at Longhorn Weekly with Ed Coach Chaka Smart. Great example of team, unselfish basketball there. Andrew being able to dish the ball to Courtney in there for getting the bucket and one.
6: That was a huge play. I, I believe that was after we had gotten a couple offensive rebounds. And, uh, you know, West Virginia was, was threatening to cut the lead down. Guys did a good job playing with poise.
5: Uh, and, and really, when you go on the road, we've talked about this before, you, you have to have that poise, don't you? Getting in a hostile environment, you just dealt with it last Saturday. There we were almost 10,000 there at Kansas State for the game.
6: Yeah, I, I think the, the biggest thing is that you are connected around one cause and that you're really able to respond when things don't go your way because, you know, on the road there just does tend to be a little bit more adversity. Uh, but you got to really lock in on what's happening on the court Try to block out all that other stuff that doesn't really impact uh, the 5-on-5 action on the field. All
5: right, we'll look forward to it. Saturday morning at 11 a.m. is the tip-off. We'll have it for you here on the Longhorn Radio Network from Learfield IMG College. 10.30 airtime, 11 a.m. tip-off. From United Supermarkets Arena in Lubbock, the Texas Longhorns against the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Thanks so much to Jimmy Blacklock, our special guest joining us on the program. For Ed Coach Chaka Smart, I'm Craig Way. We thank you for joining us, and we'll look forward to visiting with you next week right here on Longhorn Weekly.
4: Longhorn Weekly with Shaka Smart has been brought to you by Pluckers Wing Bar. If you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. Free baseball tickets for members available at texassports.com slash texasfarmbureau. Winstar World Casino and Resort. It's always a good time. RICO Technology. Empowering Texas athletics to work smarter. RICO. Imagine. Change.